0: And hey, he
1: talks to CR the hell mouth, open, and the master gets out everything and kills the and the Buffy falls in a puddle, and it's sad and anxious there. Talks to Jazz it's and PIPR. Angel it's doesn't think he can breathe, but he talks. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Welcome to Sunnydale. I'm Steve McClellan.
2: I'm Lisa Kaler.
1: And we're your hosts. Uh, and this week we're doing Season 1,
2: Episode 12,
1: Prophecy, Prophecy Girl. Girl. Oh, that was nice. Should uh, we do that every time? Yeah, maybe we should.
2: <laughs> you will name the season. I'll flip through my pages to figure out what the episode number is. <laughs> do
1: you want to do the season? It's easier to remember.
2: No, it's okay. I'd okay. like a challenge.
1: All right. Um, yeah, Season 1, Episode 12, Prophecy Girl. Uh, and it is the final episode of season 1 mm-hmm. which is very exciting because it means we don't have to do any more season 1 season anymore. 1 episodes <laughs> not that there aren't uh some clunkers in season 2 That's true There's especially a starting out um yeah i mean okay well we're we're, we're, we're putting the cart before the horse here it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah let's let's do this finish episode.
2: season 1 then we can move on Then we
1: can we can put it to rest and to move our on feelings about two. Yeah um so let's see, my, my first note about this episode... Uh,
2: oh, Do we, we want to oh, better know a host? Better know a
1: host. How could I possibly forget?
2: We've we got to start this episode like we start every episode. Mm-hmm. Failing to remember a thing to tell <laughs> about ourselves. It's
1: going to be tricky. There's 144 episodes of Buffy, oh and I don't know that there are 144 interesting things about me. I'm not sure this not section is sustainable. I
2: had not done that math of... 144 equaling 144 (laughs) What's that in math like a mere principle or something? I don't know. I There's a name for that
1: in logic. It's a tautology Well, yeah, yeah. there's the reflexive property of the equals operator
2: That's I think what i'm thinking of reflexive mirror. It was it was in there You know, but yeah, I hadn't put that together that 144 Episodes means 144 things about myself Of which I only have like five things about myself.
1: Well, you know, let me let me go because I think I I I will set an example of things we can do that Mm -hmm. um, because this is something about me that isn't exactly interesting. It's just a thing.
2: Go on.
1: So this weekend Mm -hmm. I got a whole rabbit from the butcher, cooked it in the slow cooker, shredded it, and made rabbit tacos. You did.
2: I ate them. Mm -hmm. And they were were delicious. delicious. Oh. How about that? Jinx, buy me a coke. <laughs> no, no. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah. So that's something about me that the listeners probably didn't know. That's true. They, didn't. but it's also something I can I can come up with something like that pretty much every weekend. That's
2: true. You know, I bet um, some of our listeners did know that though. How do you feel about that? Some <laughs> like, of our listeners probably uh, ate some of those tacos. <laughs> <that's> true. <laughs> the friends that we know, <laughs>
1: Nathan and Megan, who are like. 80% of our listeners it's, probably.
2: True. it's true 80% What does that mean? Is there like a It
1: means there are 10 listeners Or, something.
2: or no wait Each one of them is 40%
1: Each one of, yeah. I can't be right You're right Then we'd have but to have it, half, a like a half a listener There's like half a listener
2: Weren't you a math major babe? They
1: didn't teach us How to do percents In oh, math college
2: Math <laughs> <did>. college <laughs> It's okay I didn't learn them in stats I was just taking a guess Yeah
1: Um Yeah but yeah, it's true. Some of our listeners didn't are, know, are definitely going to know this. Half
2: Maybe. Well, I don't know. So my better known post yeah, that I definitely came up with well in advance, <laughs> um, I set up our podcasting equipment tonight and I mostly know how to do it. It mostly involves me pulling out cords and being like, is this important? <laughs> <laughs> and you being like, yeah, it's a microphone. We're going to need that one. Or like. <laughs> yes those are headphones <laughs> <laughs> i got it yeah
1: you know i mean you did a great job like i like you said i barely contributed i know, and I know how to yeah. set things up
2: yeah except they put our mics on the <laughs> you're yeah. not preferred order you want to be mic number one i put myself it's, as listen, mic number one you we
1: can we can do whatever mics you want us to do I just have to know which mic is whose. Otherwise, I think the machine is broken, and, and I spend like five minutes turning up the trying game. trying adjust my... your mic to make you sound. And yeah. then you're just
2: overpowering. Yeah, and and... it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh man, I'll know for next time. You
1: know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do like the pros do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put like I'm gonna tape some pieces of paper and be like Lisa's mic. And oh, that's Steve's exciting. Mic.
2: Yeah, I'd love that. Mm-hmm. We should. Do you want to buy a label maker? Yes. <laughs> That was not the enthusiastic yes that I was expecting. You
1: expected a more enthusiastic yes or a less enthusiastic yes or no? I was
2: expecting like a... (laughs)
1: Are you kidding? It'd be so much fun. I'd
2: put labels on everything. my God. I didn't know you felt that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, they would be useful labels. They'd just be silly labels. Uh, Yeah.
2: yeah. Put food in me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh man, I'd make like... Like scavenger hunts around the house or something. Like you have to find the clues to the.
2: (laughs) Well, I know what I'm getting for your birthday. Label maker? No, not a surprise if I tell you.
1: Can you label things at other people's houses, or is is that impolite?
2: I mean, you can, and it may also be impolite.
1: (laughs) I mean, just what are the what's the etiquette around that? If I go around labeling things at other people's apartments,
2: I'm not sure. There's a standard etiquette.
1: Okay. Is there...
2: I don't think it comes up much.
1: Do these labels come off easily? You know what? I'm just going to... We, we can save this. <laughs> You'll d- save all
2: your label research for later. <laughs> yeah.
1: I have a lot of research to do about this. About
2: label makers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's let's get into the episode. Episode. Do we
1: do we start every episode with a weird, pointless personal conversation? (laughs) I think
2: we do. It's what the fans want. It's true. I I I think that's why
1: they tune in every week. (laughs) Mm,
2: Yeah, except we don't do the episode every week, (laughs) which I've been thinking we we should do. We
1: we we got off on this episode. We've we've had another like two week break in the past, but we we try and do a weekly episode and. I am sorry to all the listeners that rely on us for stimulation in the mornings on their way to work or whatever it is. I don't know what (laughs) listeners do with our podcast.
2: (laughs) What you do with this podcast in the privacy of your own home, if you're stimulating yourself with it, it's fine.
1: Who am I to judge? That is not the stimulation that I meant, but yeah. But it's the
2: stimulation you needed. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I am disgusted with you right now.
2: I think it's Batman. <laughs> Is that what I was quoting? Yeah. Okay. The
1: hero Gotham needs or deserves yeah. or kind of feels like I, I forget how the <laughs> speech I goes. Don't
2: know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. Whatever, it's like
2: a, anyway. So
1: yeah, uh, the episode. Um, mm-hmm. My my first opening note, thoughts. Opening thoughts. My first mm-hmm. my first thought that I wrote down was um, the first action scene uh, that starts with Buffy sort of falling in slow motion from off screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought was a nice departure from their normal, really sort of rote uh, a- action cinematography with a lot of. Quick cuts and fast motion and and like from um, above yeah and and like
2: it, a clear stunt double yeah
1: exactly it's just for sort of very obvious and this felt a little bit more stylized and mm-hmm. um I kind of, I wrote down John Woo it kind of reminded me of of John Ooh. Woo a little bit um, you can see that yeah which is nice uh, I guess I don't know I'm not the biggest John Woo fan in the world like Face Off come on <laughs> wait excuse me <laughs> you're excused. <laughs> You can go. You can go watch Face Off.
2: <laughs> I okay. <laughs> I just listened to it. How did this get made? They did Face Off uh-huh. on, on the. There's a podcast. How did this get made? It's amazing. You should listen to it. They watch bad movies and then review them and it talk is, about it's, them. It's, it's very good. really good. Yeah. Except occasionally they do excellent movies <laughs> like, like Face, face Off. off. And I'm with Jason Manzoukas on this one. He just thinks it's an amazing movie, and I just agree with him.
1: This, this is like the argument that we had about Bubba Hotep. Uh.
2: <laughs> Ex- no, it is just like it, because I'm right in both of the arguments. It's just like that, where I'm right and you're wrong about whether a movie is excellent or so bad it's good.
1: Yeah, so this is, uh, if any of you listeners out there haven't seen Bubba Hotep Highly recommended. Watch it with your friends. It's really Mm -hmm. fun. I agree. Um, It's got Bruce Campbell. Everybody loves Bruce Campbell. Mm. Um, There's Mummies. It's it's great. Um, And I think this movie is just genuinely an excellent movie. Like, well-filmed, well-written, thoughtful. uh, Like, a great movie.
2: I think the premise that it is Elvis and JFK in a... (laughs) like old folks home (laughs) that are being attacked by Aztec mummies that are taking over their bodies. Isn't it an
1: Egyptian mummy? It's not taking over their bodies. It's sucking their souls out through their assholes. Yes.
2: (laughs) Right. So clearly just excellent (laughs) cinematography on like (laughs) the very premise makes it so bad. It's good.
1: Oh, but that's not fair. You can't, you can't classify a movie entirely based on its
2: premise. I did.
1: Okay. Well, this argument is one that's well worth Have having. Have
2: you seen Face Off? Because I think you're... <laughs> I've cl- seen Face Off. Okay. <laughs>
1: I think I've seen it twice. Only
2: twice? <laughs>
1: okay. I'll, wa- well, I'll watch it again Offended. with you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> f- offense taken. Offense taken.
1: Oh, man. Oh, um goodness. So, uh, listeners, please... Uh, tweet at us at Welcome to Sunnydale with your opinions about Face Off and Bubba Hotep. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and maybe, what, is there like an episode we're talking about? I really don't remember. <laughs>
1: we'll get back to that. In a oh, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> What's a good hashtag for this controversy?
2: <clears throat> mm, I don't know. Face Off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Face Off, yeah. hashtag Bubba Hotep. Yeah. Hashtag so bad it's good. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. I don't, hashtag don't know anything about hashtags. Hashtag
2: Liesel is correct in every argument. <laughs> hashtag Team Liesel. You know, I handed you team the Liesl reins correct.
1: of the Twitter account. Have you been tweeting anything with it? Uh, Yep.
2: <laughs> no, I did. Somebody, so I should look up who this was, but somebody oh, okay. asked me if I had seen um, uh, Roswell. If I had seen, what's her face? Darla.
1: Mm, Julie Benz. Julie
2: Benz. If I had seen Julie Benz in Roswell. And I responded that I had not gotten that far in Roswell, which is a lie because she comes in in like the second episode. Mm. And I just didn't remember that it was Julie Benz.
1: Oh, so you had watched Roswell. I
2: ha- oh, oh yeah. I had I had watched it, but only, I mean, like a few, like a handful of episodes. So I thought I just hadn't gotten that far in the series. Gotcha. Um, And I had, but again, just forgotten that she was in it.
1: Is she is she playing a uh, a Darla ish character that's sort of like flirty, sexy, menacing? A little bit. She's yeah.
2: she's playing a little bit of like a. She's a. Is she an alien? No. Oh. No. No. Uh, well, no spoilers. She no. might be an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i got in the end, so don't tell me. <laughs> no, she's she's not. she's like a an agent, like a FBI agent kind okay. of person, um, and. She has kind of like a, she's playing a teacher. This is uh, just talking about Roswell. (laughs) Roswell, and I'm like even like really poorly explaining it, like. Welcome uh, to
1: Roswell, Roomies. Where yeah. We oh, discuss yeah. every episode of Roswell, Roswell. <laughs> really poorly. <laughs> I do not fail to explain the plot or who the characters are. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's try and get past our our very
0: first mm-hmm. notes about the actual. So Buffy you did, episode. okay.
2: You did your first note. Yep. My first note, it um, was about uh, Willow's face off. <laughs>
1: You wanted to cut her face off with a piece of glass, you monster. With
2: Sander in the opening where he's, like, saying all those things, like, practicing for Buffy. Mm -hmm. And, like, Will is just, like, so lovingly, like, looking up at him. And I just remember seeing her face and being like, that's the most beautiful face I've ever seen. And it, like, hurts me so much. Like, (laughs) she looks so happy and beautiful. Something about her makeup is, like, really amazing in that scene. It just looks so, like, I don't know, it's really great. Um... And yeah, knowing that it's like she just is just wishing that Xander would be saying these things to her for real.
1: Yeah, it's very heartbreaking. Yeah, even it's so funny. Like like you said, she looks sort of happy and angelic, but even that can be heartbreaking. Yeah, totally. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, But man, Xander, that. Guy can be such an asshole. Yeah, sometimes. let's okay. <laughs>
2: let's talk about some Xander stuff for a second.
1: Fucking like he's the dude on OK Cupid that mentions the friend zone in like three different places. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> he's that guy. Yeah,
2: he's that guy. Um, I what I had so many notes about like him. Uh, so when he asks buffy out when he finally is like you know like i want more we've been Mm -hmm. through all these things Mm -hmm. um one of my notes was that like oh this is like really crushing like her rejecting him and saying no and just like you know for a teenager that's like a really devastating thing and i'm feeling that but then also his response was like not good and then he says like i'm just like I'm not very good at taking rejection, which is funny because I, like, get it so often. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you're 16. How often have you been
1: rejected? How much rejection could you have gotten in the time that you've been, like, yeah. Um, I mean, we've we've never seen any evidence of it in this show. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, my my first note... (laughs) Uh, about Xander is in all caps, and it says, "OMG, get over yourself, Xander." <laughs>
2: okay. um, I have a funny note about that.
1: You have a note about my note? Yes,
2: I do. <laughs> um, when, so I have a note. It just says, "I snuck a peek at your notes, and you used all caps." <laughs> <laughs> just for two
1: notes <laughs> just for the xander stuff because it pissed I, me off so much i thought it was so funny yeah and it, like he turns around and he's like i guess a guy's got to be dead to get your attention
2: <sighs> Ugh. Ugh. why don't you kill yourself
1: yeah right exactly well, uh, no
2: i don't support that that's awful but yeah
1: yeah and then and i mean you know the 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 next scene with him where he's I don't know what he's doing he's like in an empty classroom bouncing a ball yeah, off the I wall for some reason but there, <laughs> anyway that's yeah, what he's know. doing and and you know willow's talking to him and he is being all like self-involved about it and then
2: i know what we'll do <laughs> yeah
1: exactly like
2: we'll go together we'll have a good time we'll laugh at everyone. and it's like no xander such a shitty
1: thing to do yeah and, but Willow's response was great. She was just like, no, you think I want to go to the dance and watch you wish you were with her? Like, yeah. I'm going to do that. I And my note for that, also in all caps, was smack his ass down, Will. You smack him.
2: <laughs> all caps? That whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a lot of caps.
1: Well, I had. You're like, well, I meant I it. I strongly.
2: <laughs> I meant it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had a note. Oh, no, I just wrote down, yeah, Willow saying no to Xander. I was like, yeah, talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) Good for me.
1: I will say um, this is one of the only episodes where the master had a line that I actually liked. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it's in the beginning, and it's where there's the earthquake, and he's like, It's the end of days. And then, like, after the earthquake ends, and he turns to Mudbutt and he's like, What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) 5.1?
2: Yeah, that was pretty funny. I do. I kind of. I chuckled at that one. Yeah, that
1: was good. It's nice. It was nice to to have them put a joke in in the master's mouth Mouth. for a second, just because, like, he, you know, he's sort of this, like, overblown, like, Mm -hmm. operatic figure, but he he doesn't really deserve that much because he hasn't done anything yeah, that scary so, so it's, it's like true. if you can't make him scary at least make him a little funny i don't yeah. know
2: <laughs> i thought he was really funny that opening was like yes yes this is like glory glory and glory dude, i wonder if that's a reference <laughs> to it. I was like they're in cahoots uh. my two least favorite uh, <laughs> big bads
1: yeah, well, that's not, we're venturing a little close to spoiler territory. here. <laughs> uh, you know. I guess we're it's, just saying names. It's, it's fine. Just names. just glory,
2: yeah. glory. Um, yeah, I did, I, I, I chuckled at that joke. Yeah, I did. You're not, you're not caught up on the Gilmore Guys podcast, right?
1: I am not. Although I saw that they had Luke. They mm-hmm. had was it Scott Peterson?
2: Is that his Scott name? Scott Patterson. Patterson.
1: Yeah. yeah. I I need to, I really need to catch up.
2: Um, you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had a one of their guests came up with a funny phrase that like he called well it was actually his girlfriend that came up with it but called it a gilly chuck <laughs> where it's like huh like <laughs> like you don't do like a big laugh at any of the episodes of Gilmore Girls but you give it like a gilly chuck yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that was clever <laughs> that's that was what the master's line did to me give me a gilly chuck you
1: had a little gilly chuck
2: yeah
1: yeah it's not a not a belly laugh line right right um, but
2: it's a, a slightly amusing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
1: was a little curious though like so the, you know the whole plot of this episode with this prophecy that the master is going to get out and a prophecy that he's clearly aware of like he seems mm-hmm. to know all the details of this prophecy Yeah. Um, seems and yet, to and yet like what six nine months earlier maybe a year at the outside mm-hmm. he had this whole craziness with the harvest that he was trying to like get out by having his buddy like go to the bronze and eat a bunch yeah. of people and like he lost, you know, some of his best like soldiers mm-hmm. in that. And then he lost Darla shortly after with this plot to get Buffy. What, like he he knew this was coming. Why not just yeah. wait six months, get yourself out, crack open the Hellmouth, got your best lieutenants around you to protect you. Now you're golden. Like you're throwing all this effort. For like you've been in that hole for sixty years, you yeah. can wait six months. Totally. So yeah, also,
2: let's you know what? Let's get into it. What in the hell mouth were you thinking? What in the hell mouth? Let's just were transition they into it. Yeah. What in the hell mouth were you thinking? The Anointed One literally does oh, nothing. Okay. Yes. So can we talk about how much nothing and how meaningless the Anointed One yeah, was?
1: All this prophecy mud about Mud Butt and his Mud Butt and he just doesn't like his whole like prophesized role could have been fulfilled by a signpost saying like the master is this master's way over here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he he's just there to lead buffy to the master which she was going to do she was going to do it anyway it's like what it
1: saved her like 15 minutes of looking around in those tunnels, finding him, maybe an hour, like... (laughs)
2: Exactly. Which, again, a couple of well-lit signs being like, Master's this way, meet your death, like... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's...
1: Okay, and there's... It's not just... There's, like, one whole episode where all they're talking about is prophecy of the anointed one. Then it's come up several times in between. And then in this episode, like there's a monk that's sending like stuff to Jenny yeah. calendar, like Isaiah, whatever, where the like little boy is going to lead people somewhere. And it's like all of this buildup. And I, I wanted him to like turn into a dragon or do like do yeah. something
0: interesting. Yeah.
2: And like, I guess, you know, the whole idea was that, Oh, he will be a child. So she'll think he's like innocent. And if he goes out and says, help me, like she'll go to help him and save him. And then he leads her to her doom. But, but he does Like, they yeah. know the prophecy, and she knows it. <laughs> and so she's just, she's literally looking for a kid to be like, oh, this kid is going to lead me to the master.
1: Yeah, right? I don't know. Maybe if I could, you know, if I'm going to try and stretch and try and work this into a way that it's interesting, mm-hmm. it's it does sort of tie in with what happens when Buffy gets down there with the master, and he reveals that, the prophecy would you know not what? have worked if yep. she had not have come.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and that maybe you know the whole thing is sort of like this whole prophecy seems like it means one thing, mm-hmm. but is actually there's actually this reversal where it's yeah. like you know it seems like the the anointed one is going to trick her. Yeah. But actually, he leads her voluntarily, and it seems like
0: she's
2: mm-hmm. she's going, she's going to, to die going
1: to die, but actually she doesn't, and it seems like. Well, she does, but she comes back or something. Yeah. We can get into the medical details of that little. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, will. <laughs> we will. We um, will. And yeah, and it seems like the master is going to get out on his own. But in fact, it's the Slayer that lets him mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I had a very similar thought where it was like, I wonder if somebody might see that and, compl- and be like, wait, the prophecy said that she wouldn't know Mudbutt, mm. Um but then she she dies. So it's yeah. like, wait a minute. This prophecy is like... It's already a little bit off. Something's up. And then she like dies and comes back. He's like, you were supposed to die.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It was written. It's funny
1: about this book, though. You know, Giles says, like, it's supposed to be the most complete prophecies mm-hmm. about the Slayer. But it only goes up to season one or something. does it, does yeah, it
0: mention anything else. are there, else that's yeah, are there future prophecies?
1: <laughs> I mean, you think this book would be a hell of a resource if it's like if it has stuff to say about the rest of the seasons? <laughs> yeah. Um. But but yeah, that's no true. such luck. Apparently, uh, the prophecies stop at this point yeah. for some
2: reason. Um, where do prophecies come from?
1: <clears throat> well. <laughs> A stork flies <laughs> and drops one down your chimney. No, I don't know. um
2: What a wizard and a witch. Yeah, love each other very much. <laughs> they put their wands together. They put their wands together, <laughs> and a slayer is born. <laughs> is,
1: that how, is that how that works? Um, yeah. Uh, I guess you know. I guess I don't know. Um, you know. Sometimes you have. Well, I'm jumping forward a little bit, but characters like Drusilla, um, Mm -hmm. they're sort of like, you know, there's, I think there's an association between madness and prophecy. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of cases, um, sometimes, you know, the Bible, like I'm sure somewhere in the show they reference like, um, revelations and things like that. Uh, seems likely. seems like, yeah, I can't think of, can't call an instance to mind, but people use revelations.
2: I know. I can think of of an instance where they reference, um. Isaiah,
1: well, like in this episode, yeah, yeah it was this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's that's certainly <laughs> prophetic. So, but yeah, I don't know. I guess like the whole this like weird codex with all these Slayer prophecies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how. I guess like
2: like other new prophecies being made right now.
1: It's tricky because you, you have to validate like them. You know, like anybody them. can show up. Like I could write a codex and be like, "Look, I wrote all these prophecies," but you won't know if it's only any good until like some of them happen or
2: not. And then the codex, which people assume is very good, was a little tricky. It was didn't give you the whole info.
1: I wonder, like it, the the codex must have prophecies about other people because it's a whole codex. Yeah, it can't just be this one story. Yeah. So did the other things it predicted? Did they
2: come true? And so it's in a
1: very like literal way, mm. different from how this one came true. And it's, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Is this the last one in the book? I mean, that would be certainly no. meaningful. Like, if you're a prophet and you're writing all of these Slayer prophecies, mm-hmm. what does it mean when you write the last Slayer prophecy? I don't know. I don't know.
2: Do you think that this is a good spinoff? like Codex Prophecies <laughs> like a wishbone kind of thing Oh I was going to say it's Each like, week you do a little story from the Codex
1: I was going to say it's like a like an office like a workplace comedy where it's just like all the prophets like <laughs> going into the office together, like working on their prophecies, and like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you're, like, the, you're you're, like, it's Dwight like your Dwight prophet. You are like Dwight prophet that nobody likes that yeah. always wants people to watch Battlestar with them. <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: And that's where Battlestar came from. Dwight prophet in
1: that show too. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, I would watch the I would watch the the, the prophet office or whatever. Prophet <laughs> the prophet Office. Yeah. Prophecy
2: that doesn't work. <laughs> no, that's just a word.
1: <laughs> you have to spell it with with office in the middle. Right? Yeah.
2: Prophecy. <laughs> per
1: office e.
2: <laughs> we keep trying, but we keep just saying prophecy. <laughs> per office e. Prophecy.
1: Anyway, yes, that's my spinoff that I would, and yes, I would watch it absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, i would I would watch the spinoff that is the Codex uh, Wishbone style. Did you watch Wishbone? My
1: stepsister watched it. It's okay, like so a, you know what it is? It's like, like a little dog. dog.
2: Does it. So I would I would watch little dogs do Slayer prophecies. Oh, so what he's it's, he's a dog? He usually plays. And he a, reads
1: a book. Yeah, and then like.
2: And he's, like, one of the characters. So he's, like, really dog
1: big and he, he knocks stuff over and everybody's, no, like, Clifford.
2: Wishbone! Who's
1: you... that? Nope. He gets lost, like, a thousand miles away and he has to, like, find his way.
2: You have just <laughs> conflated <laughs> Clifford, the big red dog, uh-huh. and Homeward Bound. Uh-huh. And I don't know what you're yelling was that Khan? Was that what Wishbone <laughs> was? And Star Trek. That
1: was, that was Beethoven. Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> oh. is not the name of those movies where they're like, it's like a big dog and he gets into trouble and they're like, Beethoven. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's so funny. So you had one movie and I came up with three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Some of them about dogs. Well, you, well I had two because I also did Homer Bound there.
2: That's true, you night. did. Uh-huh. You did. <laughs> and one of them's a pug, and he has a cat friend. Milo Notice, bam, nice. Wait, have you seen Milo Notice? That's the one
1: with the uh, Dudley. What's his name? Yeah, D- Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore does yeah. the voiceover. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: I haven't seen it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're really gonna try and sell me
2: on this stupid movie? Oh, I am. Megan and I watched it together. It was amazing, but that also really sad me
1: that you guys. Because all those animals are dead. Is that why it was sad?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, because you see, like the stunts that they did. You know that they just like threw a cat off a cliff, <laughs> and it's really what? sad. They threw a cat off a cliff? Yeah. I mean, spoilers. <laughs> I'm sorry. It came out in the '80s, so you're whatever. <laughs>
1: They film it somewhere where like PETA couldn't get at them. Yeah, they, like, no, there was went a, to Serbia. There and... was a big
2: scandal. No, oh, yeah, my... it was in like I don't know Russia or something. Wow, no, really? No, that's not true. It was somewhere where like the animal rights things were not as strict.
1: Wow. Um, and there was a there that's was gross. Yeah, if
2: you read it, it is gross.
1: Well, I refuse to support that nonsense. Yeah, right. so that's well, why I'm not going to watch. It my already notice. happened,
2: <laughs> and if you don't watch it, you're just letting it go without. Without noticing the violations, you're just compl- complacent. You just and want complicit. me. To, I, need,
1: I need to witness.
2: <laughs> witness, <laughs> witness me. Witness me.
1: Oh my god, we can both agree about this. Listeners, go see Mad Max: Fury Road. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. It's everything I wanted <laughs> yeah. it to be. Oh, I want. I want there to be more movies about. Uh, furiosa about charlie theron's character oh Mm. my god was she incredible in this movie so good
2: so good i want to know how she lost that arm
1: yeah i would love to know i'd love to find out about that that. yeah
2: maybe it was a slayer Mm -hmm. what show are we talking about (laughs) (laughs) i'd even
1: love to see more about the war boys like i thought their Mm, culture was really interesting very fascinating um Anyway, yeah. Welcome to the Fury Road friends, where we talk about. Welcome to the Anything But Buffy podcast. <laughs> Anything But Buffy. Oh man, what, what the hell were we even talking about? <laughs> we were we were in the middle of our what in the hell mouth. That's right. That is correct. Um, <laughs> I think I think we got most of my what in the hell mouths. Uh, did you have any others?
2: No, I agree. Just sort of like these prophecies are weird, and like, what the fuck is Mudbutt doing? I think I I like. Let me find my specific note that I wrote. It was. Apparently, she didn't even fucking need the anointed one. Fuck you, mudbud. <laughs> I had feelings about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, did you write yours in all caps?
2: No, just regular. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought two F-bombs, really.
1: That's true. You got You get your F-bombs in there. You, get, you,
2: like... e- you either get all caps or you get F-bombs. Both is too much.
1: Both would just, you would explode. Yeah, exactly. Chunks of burnt Gross. flesh.
2: Gross. stuck to the walls. Very gross. <laughs> Super gross, babe. <sighs>
1: yeah. Well, oh, so to uh, to get back to something we were talking about before a little bit. <laughs> is
2: it the episode?
1: Yeah. Um we were talking about how Willow is not going to take like uh, you know, a pity date oh, from Alexander.
2: Yeah. She's just like right straight up no.
1: Yeah. Um however, we here at Welcome to Sunnydale...
2: We love your pity.
1: ...do not have the same dignity. No standards. We will absolutely accept your pity dates, your pity phone calls, uh, your pity fucks, emails, pity emails, pity tweets. Tweets. Yeah. Any pity you want to send our way, we will take. And to prove it, we got another <laughs> phone call. We
2: got a for real phone call. A for real
1: phone call. We're a real person and not a recording call This. Yo, and it's, let's yeah. Let's play it out.
2: We'll play it. And wait, should we... What should we say what we're gonna call this a new segment oh that's right yeah we yep so the new segment is uh one dials
1: and another is called
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my God. in which we play the phone calls that we receive yeah i
1: just i can't get over how amazingly beautiful and bad that yep. segment
2: is. <laughs> and every time you call us now we're we will say that again because mm-hmm. it's gonna be a segment One dials, the next one is called. (laughs) Okay, play it. Hey, guys. um, This is Kat. Um, This is just a pity call because you guys haven't had any calls yet. Um, But I do like your show. I don't know. Don't have anything to say about the next episode. Except that it's probably the last episode for, like, three seasons that I like Joyce at all. Um, Yeah, that's probably it.
1: All right. Have fun. Bye. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Cat, so for your phone call. We really much. appreciate it. You um, didn't like
2: we like texted each other. Like I think I was at work when I saw that <laughs> it happened. We're like, it was a real call.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was very exciting for us. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, and yeah, and and now you get to be immortalized forever, in, in in all the glory that is our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so well, let's talk about the call though a little bit. So we have, mm-hmm. a, we, first of all, we have a, a Joyce hater out there, which yeah. I had never really had um, opinions that are all that strong. And the, the opinions about Joyce that I do have are generally positive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm curious. You know, I wonder if a uh, cat, if, if you would like to call us back and tell us a little bit more about you know why you feel this way about Joyce. I'd be interested yeah, I th- yeah. I was
2: trying to think. Yeah, I don't have super strong <clears throat> feelings about. Her, mm-hmm. uh, I do. I mean, I I enjoyed her in this episode. Yeah, she was nice. I she was nice, and mm-hmm. I was trying to think. Like, I was trying to recall things in the next few seasons that like she does poorly or just badly, or whatever. Yeah, and I was just like, oh wait, you don't like her to like season five or something, and like then she really just big <laughs> hit right there. Is,
1: it's really where she comes alive. yeah. In that yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I really think she. Sets the tone for season six. Oh, definitely. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna say it.
1: No, I think I think sets that's a great mood. point.
2: <laughs> Joyce, you're just killing it. Just really setting it up. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> oh boy.
2: <laughs> but you know, I was trying to remember the things in. Uh,
1: yeah, the only thing I can think of Joyce doing in the next few seasons that is interesting is
2: the the band.
1: The band candy, candy episode. It was pretty good. We won't say it. Yeah. But um, we'll, get <laughs> we'll get there. We'll Stay get there. Stay tuned for more information about Joyce and band candy.
2: <laughs> but we'll move on. Anyway, you know, Kat or anyone else that wants to comment on their Joyce thoughts. I, I am curious, actually, <clears> because <throat> I don't... Yeah, again, I just don't have strong feelings about her one way or the yeah. other. And it never occurred to me to have, like... Strong feelings.
1: Yeah, so Kat, we'd love to hear back from you or, or anybody else that wants to tweet or call with their mm-hmm. or email mm-hmm. with their opinions about Joyce. Yeah, I'd be well, interested in hearing we them.
2: We will play your phone calls. Mm hmm.
1: Um,
0: yeah.
2: <clears throat> um, oh, um, no, go ahead.
1: I had a thought. Uh, so, post Xander's conversation with Willow when he gets all depressed and is listening to country music. Mm hmm. He's lying on the bed and he gets a phone call and he picks up the receiver, Yeah, hangs it, it up, up, and then takes it off. Mm-hmm. And I understand what that means because I've used phones like that.
2: Yeah, you've used you, a landline.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, landline with a cord. I think I've even used like a uh, a rotary.
2: Yeah, my babysitter uh-huh. had one when I was little. And
1: I don't know if that gesture will be recognizable to a mm-hmm. younger audience at this Like my little sister who's... 14
2: 13 She turned 14. 14.
1: Wait, no. 14. She's 14. Yeah. Yeah. She she turned 14. She just turned 14. Yeah. So, okay. my little sister, who's 14, um has had, you know, like a iPhone or something for the last 6 years or something. Like she's had it for a long time. Yeah. Has never gone near like a phone with a cord as far as I know. So, is that symbol of like taking the phone off the hook, which yeah, means you can't mean? receive a call? Like I don't like, has she watched enough TV to pick that up? Um, I'm really curious. I'll yeah, have to I ask her I'll play that scene for her and be like, what, what do does you, this mean to what you? What do you <laughs> think is going on in this? Scene?
2: What do you think she's like, <laughs> Sandra really Julie sad. And like, but what about the phone? Tell me about the phone.
1: <laughs> hmm? Hmm? But it is interesting. I mean, that's the kind of thing that like, you wouldn't even think that, you know, at the time that they made that,
2: that that would be outdated. That
1: that would be, da- that would become dated. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's completely dated now, <laughs> Yeah, totally, yeah, totally, so interesting,
2: yeah I also thought about um, have you ever like I remember you know, like calling people on the phone and stuff like that, little like landline and stuff, have you ever uh like you picked up the phone to call someone, and like there was already so like you happened to pick up the phone before it rang, and like your friend was on the line?
1: Wait, what's the scenario again? Okay,
2: so I have definitely had this scenario happen like more than one time where it was like I was thinking about calling my friend. So I was going to pick up the phone Mm -hmm. and I was going to dial it to call my friend.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, But when I picked up the phone, they were already on the line. Like they had called me. They had just dialed my number and I had picked up the phone before it rang at our house, but the lines were connected. So I like pick it up and there's no dial tone. And I'm like, Hello, and then it's just my friend, and I'm like, Oh my god, I was like just about to call you.
1: I've definitely never had that experience. Mm. That's interesting, yeah. Um, that I is, don't, I don't think I made enough phone calls when I was a kid to have no. that
2: experience. No, too much. I, used to, yeah, I used to call my, my female. Did you, you,
1: you have your own phone line in your room, right? Or am I thinking of somebody else?
2: I didn't have my own phone, I had a phone in your room, okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have my own, like, you didn't have your own line, line. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't, that was it. Was it just made me think of that? It was like, "Oh, that will never happen to me again." Nope. Yeah. That is not a thing that can occur in my life.
1: No. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, all the yelling people are like get off
2: the God, phone. I need to phone. call someone <laughs> 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 in a minute. I'm Talking to Jenny. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh,
2: I used to be on the phone for like just like hours. Like I would talk to people. Gross. That sounds like the worst thing imaginable. Yeah, right now. I'm right. like. Ooh. That's I so, barely answer the phone, even when I recognize what the number is. I'm like, hey. yeah,
1: that's interesting. Like, what? How's the culture? Like, is it texting that has made the culture around phone conversations change so much? Yeah. Because yeah, I experience the same way. Like, you know, it used to be kind of exciting your phone like, call. Oh, who's this? Yeah
2: someone wants to talk to me. And now I'm like, I'll just go over to your fucking place if I want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. like,
1: or like, just fucking text me. Like, I don't have time for a fucking yeah. phone call. <laughs> I got
2: important television shows to watch. <laughs> yeah. I got the office I need to watch. And I got some movies I need even, to go.
1: It's even funnier too, because like, um, <clears throat> at that time, if I was watching a TV show and somebody called me to take that call, I would have to miss part of the TV show. Oh, yeah. Because there was no like, DVR, there was no, yeah. like, Netflix. It would have just, like, mm. and, and yes, I would have taken the call. I'd be excited to. Whereas yeah. now, it's like, I'm well, not it's, even going to take I, the effort to pause my Netflix. I don't even have I'm to gonna miss anything. I'm going to hang up and feel like, text me later. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh, man. We're the worst. So, yeah. <laughs> I feel like an old person right now, We're being, totally. like, really critical of the... Like cell phones and stuff, but it is but it is very interesting how the culture has changed that it's
2: way. True. It is very true. Like I would not like I now have the ability to pause my show and talk to someone on the phone, but I have less desire to do it. Yeah. <laughs> despite having more ability. <laughs> Damn. Anyway.
1: So back to the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have a. A high moment or a high oh. scene for this episode, and <clears throat> yep. I want. I, I'm. I think we might have the it's same. Probably one. the same. It's the the conversation with Buffy and Giles and sort of Angel when mm-hmm. Buffy overhears them talking about the yep, prophecy that, that she's is my die. High moment. And wow, like Sarah Michelle Geller
2: just kind of nails brought it. Brought it
1: in that scene, and like, yeah. you know, I I'm not like I'm not an SMG hater or anything, but she's mm-hmm. she's never been like my favorite. Yeah. person or Those actor on the show but she but yeah i mean like that the like just the so the, the change in her tone of voice and the different like changes that go over like she starts out laughing and then like yeah that line where she's like do you think it'll hurt like she and she got so quiet oh, and it's just yeah. like oh
2: just all the lines. like the like i'm 16 like i'm not ready to die and then the one it's like when she asked about The next layer where she says the line where we figure we finally figure out, you know, one die. I know the drill. One dies. The next one's called. Um, And then she asks, like, are like, is she going to be sent to you? Like, are you going to train her? It's just such a like awful feeling, like knowing one, you're facing your own death. And then two, thinking about the fact that, like, you are possibly not that important to your watcher. Like, there's just going to be another one. Ugh. yeah that one is that's v- very intense mm-hmm. and that's a really good scene
1: no i agree and it's you know what it, in a lot of ways <clears throat> you know as much as i like to hate on the first season and on the master as a villain mm-hmm. that scene really grounds it for me and brings it around to yeah. to buffy to what the show's really about mm-hmm. um you know it kind of it doesn't matter like what kind of a villain the master is or the anointed one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what it's about is, is Buffy facing mortality. Yeah. And, and that is, you know, that's a universal thing. It doesn't matter what the villain is that brings it about. Um, yeah. 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 It's a great scene. It's, yeah. It's um, super good. Yeah. Elevates the whole episode and the whole season oh, in totally. some ways for me.
2: Yeah. Um, it it brings interesting like it some questions to me it's like um you know the next one's called it's always it's always like a teenager mm-hmm. um and i was like why why is that is it like because only like when you're a teenager <clears throat> you're young and you don't have like a concept of death, so like you're risking your life but it isn't as real to a teenager as it is to like an adult. Like, I feel like if someone called on me now to be like, you're going to save the world, you're going to risk your life. I'd be like, I got shit to do. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: No, I mean, it's certainly true. I mean, you know, you know, I've definitely talked in the past about the, you know, the sort of neurological changes that happened well after adolescence, yeah, yeah. you know, and a lot of that has to do with, um, thinking ahead and, and thinking about mortality in some way. I mean, that's, you know, like so many, so many more kids die in car accidents, uh, mm. you know, than than people in their late twenties. I mean, the, yeah. your car insurance goes down massively yeah. <laughs> as you as you cross yeah. over that. And there's a reason for that, um, and and it's yeah, it's probably the same thing. Like, you try and take somebody that like has a family and a career, and like,
2: and they're not gonna do it.
1: Like, yeah, they're not gonna be a slayer. Or they're not gonna do it well. They're like, yeah, they have too much to <laughs> worry about. But yeah, you take a teenager, they kind of have nothing to lose or they at least they sort of perceive themselves that way yeah some of them do it's
2: like only somebody that's that young would be willing to risk their life in that Mm -hmm. way yeah an older person would not Hmm.
1: so i will say though um to jump forward a little bit to you know her dying uh and then coming back Mm -hmm. i i found that a little bit confusing or maybe poorly written just in the sense that like I feel like she goes to the master and fights him initially with this sense of fatalism or defeatism. Mm,
0: mm
1: -hmm. And then she comes back and like, there's kind of a total, there's kind of a total 180. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, she's like confident and leading and, and cracking jokes and like, Mm -hmm. um, And even like resisting the hypnotism that worked on her before, like Mm -hmm. that's a substantive change. And why why did that? Why do you think that happened? Like, what was that about?
2: Um, I just assume it's like, well, it's like she she died. She faced the thing that she was afraid of, and she conquered it. So it's like, what's there to be afraid of now? It's like I don't have a prophecy now that's telling me I'm going to die. Like I did that, and interesting.
1: Do you think coming back from death would make you? feel invincible like i feel like me personally if i had a near death or a death experience
0: (laughs) (laughs) and
1: you know maybe this is just because i'm i'm not a teenager because i'm older but i feel like i would come back from that being like traumatized and not want to do anywhere near like a deadly you know situation again
2: maybe she just has a lot of uh adrenaline she's really amped up from the, the death
1: do you want to take a minute to talk about some of the medical irregularities in that? <laughs> oh,
2: that is—that's my low moment. <laughs> yeah, okay, is uh, she di- so I can almost like one. It's super weird that like, he, oh, God, okay, where you even to, start? You just gotta keep going back to think of the things that I'm like, nope, this is bad. I don't like this. This is bad. Um, one the hypnotism thing. Mm. What it really doesn't come up. Like the vampire's hypnotism kind of thing. There's like,
1: no evidence that any other vampire can do it. Yeah. Maybe There's Dracula no, or whatever. But Yeah, well that's so a season five thing. We'll get to that later. But yeah. yeah. I guess that's one one example. It, yeah, and it, Dracula like, has a lot of weird. That powers. one's a funny weird. Episode. Yeah, and it's used for goofiness. Yeah. Um
2: yeah. But yeah, so that's the only one that's like does it doesn't come up again. It's like really cheesy and stupid and mm-hmm. so one, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Two, uh <laughs> He just bites her neck. Yeah. And she dies.
1: Like almost immediately. Yeah. And with no evidence of blood loss. So you yeah. see her fall. I couldn't even discern any evidence no of there being.
2: Did he even hit the carotid? Not we watched even... the things we do.
1: <laughs> what, you do in what... The, or what, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Another you, Nick... great movie for everybody oh, yeah, out there to watch. Go see
2: it. Please go see what we do in the shadows. This is what we've been doing instead of the podcast. We've been seeing amazing movies. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, what we do in the shadows, New Zealand comedy with Jermaine Clement. So good. A uh, bunch of vampires living in a house together, and it's sort of a mockumentary. It's it's fabulous. So funny. Yeah.
2: And like just solid <coughs> throughout. Just oh yeah. Funny, mm-hmm. funny, funny. Um. But yeah, in that he like nicks the carotid and it spurts <laughs> everywhere, and yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, so it hurt, no no blood loss. My one thing I could explain this away as being like. Maybe she had a vasovagal, so like,
1: vasovagal syncope. Yes,
2: yeah. yes. Um, which for people that aren't us, <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes when you have an injury or it's even a small amount of blood loss, like you have a blood draw done, your body has this reaction where you just pass out. So that could be a vase of bagel. She
1: passed out. She landed in the water. And she then drowned, drowned in the and water. That the
2: death. Yeah, that's possible. I could pass that off. It's not It's not my favorite thing. I don't think that's what... The, I don't think the writers were like, she's going to have a vase of bagel secretly and then she's <laughs> yeah. going to drown in the water. That's well, not that, what somebody and, was and writing.
1: And like, the master just stepped over her and left at that He would have not yeah. known that she was He wasn't dead. Like,
2: holding her in the water or anything. Plus, too. like
1: the whole point is that he needs like Slayer life essence to get... I would assume that he would have to... like drain a significant amount of her blood to to activate the power to break whatever seal is holding them there um but you know yeah there's no evidence that he did that yeah plus if you do draw enough blood from somebody to kill them yeah like cpr is not going to bring them back to life
2: (laughs) and the other thing is that even if they drown it's like CPR is probably not going to bring them back to life. No,
1: absolutely not. It's so rare that that actually works. You know, the the chest compressions are going to like do something with their heart and Mm. the mouth to mouth, which I don't even think they teach anymore.
2: Yeah. So to be fair, this is another one.
1: Oxygen into water filled lungs.
2: Yeah. One of the things I was thinking was like. Oh, they don't even do mouth to mouth I was like, oh, but at the time they probably were teaching the mouth to mouth stuff. So that's accurate to the time. That's
1: that's accurate to the time. I don't I'm not complaining about that. Yeah. But I don't think it would have much chance of reviving. Oh no. Uh, a, a person that died of drowning, and especially a person that died of blood loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a little unclear. What went on there?
2: Maybe that, you know, the, there's a Slayer power that, like, CPR is super it's effective.
1: <laughs> it's like a Pokemon
2: thing, but in reverse, where it, like, revives you more.
1: Xander S- used CPR.
0: It, it was, was super, super effective. I'd <laughs> bring
2: her back to life. Yeah. Now yep. she's Slayer Plus. She oh. evolved. That's why she what? had... Um, yep. I've been watching a lot of Pokemon recently. I mean, yeah, but It's pretty adorable. <laughs> yeah, you come home um, and I'm like, <laughs> I want to be the very best that no one ever was. Oh, God. Okay, no. Welcome to Pokemon, Pals. Right. Um, oh, can we do... Uh, no. <laughs> nope. Nope. Nope.
1: Yeah. and Okay. And then the other the other great thing was... Uh, <laughs> great
2: or awful? <laughs> awful great, Greatly awful. Um,
1: <laughs> Angel being like, I can't give her mouth to mouth. I have, have no, no breath. breath. Well, how are you fucking talking? Yeah, like, right? Just... Put
2: your mouth on hers. Talk and, some words in her mouth. And talk, yeah, like. Put your lips together and blow. <laughs> God, yeah. Elton, don't you know how to suck? What? Uh, uh, nothing. That's no, a clueless thing. Oh, that, yeah. I remember. Suck and blow. <laughs> That's how I remember how to CPR. <laughs> That's not at all how I remember how to CPR.
1: Do you have to have CPR training for your job?
2: Um, I used to. Yeah. Um, so, I, uh, in Illinois, I was I was certified, um, but they don't require it anymore, and they actually got rid of that requirement. Like, they only want one person in the clinic to be mm. certified, mm-hmm. so they don't bother training us. That makes sense. Yeah. We do have a defibrillator. Yeah? I think. No, not a diff- The
1: AED. The AEDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have those in my office. Like, yeah.
2: What? Which office? Old office? New office? New office. New office.
1: I don't, They may have had them at the old office, too. I think they did. I
2: bet Google would.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway, I've never used one, though.
1: I think I used one on a dummy in, like, health class or something. What? I think they trained us on them. Yeah.
2: I got to use a fire extinguisher once. I've never done that. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah.
1: Apparently, the new AEDs, too, they, like, talk Oh, like yeah. They tell a, you yeah. what to do. Um, it's And they, like, won't fire if the person... Yeah. If they can... Yeah. Um. So, that's good.
2: <laughs> Welcome to... <laughs> cpr training (laughs) welcome to health class homies (laughs) (laughs) next up the sex ed portion you're gonna get syphilis the school nurse is gonna give you penicillin even though you're allergic to it (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) yeah so yeah that's anyway that's my my low moment that sort of almost entire scene it's just filled with teeny tiny low moments of like i don't yeah nope not doing it
1: yeah well- another part of this episode that um was felt sort of odd for me was the the little i don't know if you can call it a subplot but with uh uh oh willow no i'm blank charisma carpenter uh help me out,
2: oh my god um
1: <laughs> isn't it weird how forgetfulness is contagious
2: <laughs> yeah yeah. I was, Cordelia. Cordelia. I was like stuck on like charity. I was like, no, that's our friend. We know her. <laughs> yeah. She was on the podcast.
1: Um, yeah. So the weird, I don't know if you call it a subplot with uh, with Cordelia. Cordelia
2: and liking that dude. Yeah. So
1: like she has this boyfriend and he needs like some help with the AV stuff and Willow's mm. going to help out. And then the AV club gets eaten by vampires and he dies. Or it's I don't know. It didn't, yeah. it didn't make a lot of sense. And it, it didn't have... The impact, like I think they were trying to, to be like, look, this threat is real, Mm -hmm. but they did it by eliminating characters that I had couldn't even tell you their names. Yeah, it was
2: interesting when we briefly talked about it, like because I the scene where Buffy is talking to Willow and she's like, I knew those guys and like they came into our world and they made it theirs and they had fun. Like I actually think that's a really good line. Like I think it's an amazing line but then when we talked about it you were like but like we never saw those characters they didn't actually sell it to me i was like oh yeah you're totally right it's a great line for something they didn't actually build to
1: yeah i mean i i would have loved if that line had been used like something. yeah if they had like killed cordelia or something like i would be like oh wow yeah whoa (laughs) they just
2: fucking killed cordelia yeah
1: yeah um but, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's again, one of those things that I, I'm sorry to harp about this again. But, like, if they could just f- to spend a little effort, um, a few minutes in e- each episode to build up the cast of the high school a little bit, then they would have some cannon fodder. They'd have some red shirts to throw at yeah. this
2: stuff. <laughs> and then that would it would have felt really yeah. serious. Or some people that, that are more know. than
1: red shirts, you know, like, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Move um, shirts or something move mauve shirts yeah
2: shirts, mushroom cloud shirts
0: <laughs>
1: um yeah it's just yeah so that i again you know like i, I obviously i love willow you know and i love alison Hannigan's performances that was the one time where it's like she feels it but i'm not because yeah. i don't care about the people she's talking about yeah um yeah, that's true yeah so yeah, there was that. And then of course I was also a little bothered by um the guy that Cordelia was dating mm-hmm. and he said I'm normally normally I'm as mean as a snake. Yeah. And that's really snake We're negative.
2: Snake phobic. Yeah.
1: Snake phobia is it's real. People. It's real, and it affects. And we need to fight it. We need to. We need to stand up against it. Snakes aren't mean. Not the ones I've ever played with. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there's definitely not anywhere in this season where there's like a snake that we would fight against. <laughs> so, um I don't know what they're getting at. <laughs>
1: Uh, I was at I was snakes hanging out with friends. Megan before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she showed me some blood stains on the couch and walls of the of this her snake's enclosure. cuz yeah. the snake like ruptured a mouse, and it was like oh. <laughs> it was like bleeding all out of its mouth all over everything.
2: <laughs> oh, poor little mouse. Uh,
1: yeah. So snakes are mean to mice, I guess. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Does anyone? Turn it to a mouse? No, that's not a thing. That would
1: not a mouse.
2: <laughs> it's true. That is, that is correct. <laughs> Technically <Other> correct.
1: Rodentia. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah.
2: Yep. Um. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. What other things? What other things? We did high moment. We did low moment. Mm. We did what in the hell mouth? Do you want some words to slay by?
1: Do you have some uh, words to slay um,
2: by? Um. Um. I wrote some. Thing down um i wrote make up something cool and tell him i said it
1: <laughs> that, that, i did like that line a lot <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was a nice like way for buffy to like she's you know they've just made this dramatic thing that she's decided she's gonna fight the master and i like that they let her drop a little joke there yeah
2: I actually liked it. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's a joke for me being like, I didn't actually have any lines that were like words to slay by, but I did actually uh, kind of like, because when you think about the scene, she's just knocked out Giles and she is going to meet her death. Mm -hmm. So these are the last words that she's going to get to say to Giles. Like she's in her mind, she's never going to see him again. Like she's dead. She's gone. Um, And, what do you say to someone? Like, there's no perfect thing to say, there's nothing that you can like. And how can you expect her to have that? Like, she's facing her death and she has to come up with perfect <laughs> words. Like, no, nah, yeah. just come up with something cool and tell them I said it. Like, yeah, I think that's just an interesting, like, know so your limits, know in, your limits, yeah, delegating, <laughs> yeah, delegate. <laughs> um. It's okay to deal with stress, you know, however you yeah. <laughs> have to deal with it.
1: Wow, I mean you stretch this, but it works. That's a good point there. <laughs> you know what? Um,
2: that's what I do. Yeah. That's... <laughs>
1: Words to slay by. Yep. Um yeah, I think that's all my notes.
2: Uh oh, I had a funny thing. Oh no, I have oh my god, I have so many more notes. Oh, I had this right, like then. second page when we watched it, like <laughs> second and third time. To- I wrote notes the third time we watched it still. I didn't think I would have wow. any. Uh, just yeah, every time. Um, so uh, the thing from the Hellmouth looks like Little Shop of Horrors.
1: <laughs> it didn't have a plant component to it, though, did it? It was just like tentacly
0: and... No, but it had that mouth part that yeah. it
2: totally looked like a... I can see it, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not substantial, but it's a thing I wrote down. <laughs> um, I like when they drive to the library in the... Like they're in the car and they drive through the hallways of the school to get to the library. At the very end, when the hellmouth is opening, yes, you're looking confused. You, it's coming back to you, sort of. You got it. Okay, so it's it's Cordy and it's yeah, uh, Jenny. Okay, is that her name?
1: Jenny Calendar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Miss Calendar. I mm-hmm. was
2: like Miss Jenny, <laughs> um, and and Willow, and they and they get there. They all they get out of the car. Like the Vamps are chasing them. They jump out of the car. They all close their doors before running into the library. (laughs)
1: Interesting. Yep.
2: Everyone, they all close them. That car is completely closed. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's an interesting choice when you're like running for your, do you think it's just like. You I know, wonder if I would do that. It's such a exactly habit. That's exactly
1: what I was going to say. I I would be willing to bet that I would. I think like especially with my own car that I drive. I'd probably like,
2: lock it too. I'd
1: probably lock the door. <laughs> like I'm my hand is just so used to going for yeah, the with thing those, like yeah. Yeah,
2: manual locks. With my
1: manual locks. Yeah, I would just I would I would, I would
2: <laughs> jump out of the car. It'd be locked and shut and I'd be <laughs> yeah. running away. And I wouldn't even think about it like yeah, totally. That's a waste of time. I would time.
1: take my keys out of the ignition like I do. <laughs> yeah. 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 It would be
2: like, it seems like a waste of time to do those things, but it would be a waste of time to think to not do them.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's like, it's funny, but it's also like, that is actually kind of just true to life, yeah. legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of real.
1: Yeah. But I, I do kind of wonder what the like stage directions were for that. Was Was it just like get out of the car and run away or was it get out of the car shut the door or run away like yeah. were they told explicitly to do that all or of they them, all just, all just three did it by did it. habit yeah.
2: yeah all three of them did it
1: that's very interesting <laughs> yeah if we ever get one of these actors on the show yeah, we'll have to right. be like so tell me what were the stage directions yeah. in season one of what, so what 12? was your
2: motivation in shutting that car door <laughs> Were you thinking like, yeah, like oh, this is what my my character. Character yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> really real my character would do? I really think my character would close the car door <laughs> just out of habit, you know. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I enjoyed that a lot. Um, let's see. Let's go back to my first page to see if I got them all. Uh, yep, talked about horrible CPR and telekinesis. Um, why is the master bones?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, it's it's just so that it can have that final shot of his bones and it just looks cooler. I mean, it's, I think it's, there's no reason for it. It's just stylized. Uh,
2: Vampire's dust.
1: He, I agree. I think it should be consistent. I think they shouldn't have hypno powers and he should turn into dust Mm -hmm. like every other vamp. I think like that's how I would have played it. Yeah, but, you know it's funny. There is a there's something in Truba, True Blood that mm-hmm. I liked a lot, that I thought was interesting, um, which is that uh, sort of old the older the younger vampire is in mm-hmm. True Blood, like they're still affected by sunlight, but it affects them differently. The older they get, mm-hmm. when they're young, they can like they can walk like a mile through sunlight, and they'll look like a burnt piece of chicken by the time they get it like it burns the shit out of them but yeah, they but they sort of up. like smolder slowly mm. whereas a really old vampire gets into the sun and just sort of goes like just like flash paper mm. just like goes up in smoke Um that's
2: also I um, I um wonder about because this I mean this comes up later they talk mm-hmm. about older vampires taking on different forms and shade and like looking different so like that's why the master looks all fucked up How do they has- talk
1: about that in reference to other vampires mm-hmm
2: yeah there's one that's like really old and he has like cloven he starts to get like cloven oh, yeah stuff.
1: that's a vampire i thought that was like a demon or something i think it's a vampire that they say is like super old okay
2: and that's like i, th- I think they <laughs> might they either mention that about the master like he's starting to get old and has takes on these weird forms mm-hmm. or i just connected it to the master of like oh that's why the master looks like super pale and has weird yeah. teeth and like fruit punch mouth fruit punch that's mouth. the that first funny step too, is yeah. fruit punch mouth. which i remember watching that and her making that joke and i was like finally someone <laughs> like yeah what's with this fucking like fruit punch mouth <laughs>
1: all of his all of his friends were too nice to tell we him like, <laughs> oh. all of his minions were too yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. terrified of death to tell him um but, but they kind of they did that in what we do in the shadows, except that uh, clearly the old vampire was just a reference, to, like Nosferatu. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. But it, but it was kind of interesting to be like, oh well, that's the old one, and like,
1: and he looks physically different. Like from, yeah, yeah it's,
2: mm-hmm. it's funny. It's a great movie. So good. <laughs>
1: so good. Peter is eight thousand years old. He he would not be coming to me the, the meeting. meeting. <laughs> That line's hilarious (laughs) if you've seen the movie.
2: (laughs) Honestly, I think it's hilarious if you haven't. So (laughs) Laugh. (laughs) No, I think we got, I think those were my notes that I had. Um,
1: I do, I mean, I do find, conceptually, I find it interesting the idea of, like, changing, like, as a vampire ages and, like, the way that can take shape. Like, and mm -hmm. what is, what sort of forces that, like you know the master his face gets all messed up mm-hmm. so the guy he develops cloven feet like what is what is the difference in Dude, the way they're aging is it like something about their
2: more demon-y?
1: vision of themselves their like self image like are they or or i don't mm. know um
2: I think is angel going to look like that
1: yeah is he but maybe he'll like look more cuz he has a soul maybe it'll like yeah. keep him more human in some ways or yeah. it's hard to say
2: Oh, interesting questions. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we ever learn the answers to any of those.
1: <laughs> I should write my own vampire stories. I have so many thoughts about vampires. <laughs> I bet you do, babe.
2: I have so many thoughts about vampires. I have vampires. so many thoughts. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, do, you, do you have other thoughts? Should we go into our No, ratings? I think I'm,
1: I'm out of notes. Um, yeah, do you want to do... Um, yeah, ratings. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> Let's just do ratings.
1: Okay, so, uh, you know what? Like, I didn't I didn't remember liking this episode as much as I liked it watching it this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of it comes down, like I was saying, to that scene with Buffy and Giles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other, you know, there's some other good lines that I like. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the stuff, I think what I mostly remembered was the things with, like, mud butt being useless and like um stuff like that but the that yeah that one scene i mean it really makes the episode for me like so i i think i'm gonna i would go so far with this episode as to give it a seven i'm gonna say seven uh fruit punch mouths out of (laughs) ten
2: yeah i feel like um we 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 spent a good portion complaining about some things and joking about stuff. Mm Uh but I mean I really do I think there are a lot of scenes that are really good. Like I really enjoy Willow I enjoy Willow's face in the opening and watching that scene. I enjoyed Xander getting rejected and thinking about that in terms of like being in high school and like Mm. how that feels to like how scary it is to ask somebody out and then like to be rejected. Do
1: you think that's sort of they're trying to draw a contrast between that and Buffy like Facing, her, like, 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 dying. Like, that's like the this really is what scary kids thing. worry about. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, right? Like, everybody was facing something kind yeah. of scary. For them. Yeah,
1: they make that joke at one point where Buffy's like, I have to face my horrible fate. Yeah, and, biology. and it's like biology. Yeah. 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 Oh, poor Giles. It's like, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah biology. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, those were good scenes. I thought Willow had an excellent scene when she's just like, no, like, you think that's gonna be fun for that me? Was like, that really was good. so good. That was a nice, yeah. And just like a great character moment of being like, "Yeah, you stand up for yourself." And yeah, be like, it was
1: really good to see Willow like have some backbone, and especially with Xander, who she's yeah, sort of been she, like. You if know, I crushing had a crush on, on a yeah. boy, I would have
2: been like, "Yeah, I'll go with you," even though like it would pain me the whole time to be like, "Yeah, he just wants to be with her." Yeah, but I wouldn't have the backbone to be like. Mm-hmm.
1: No. no, totally. I mean, if I had had a crush on a girl in high school and she asked me to do anything. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. You want me to film you banging your boyfriend?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'll totally do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to, I'll, I'll buy you the camera and then you can keep it afterwards? Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, I thought that was really good. And I thought um, the scene with her mother, with Joyce was pretty good. Like, it was a good moment of her being like, relating to Buffy and thinking that she knows what's going on. And I really enjoyed the light where Joyce is talking about, um, like, Oh yeah. And like, uh, that's when I met your father and uh, you must've felt like you had your whole life ahead of you. And Buffy just being like, that must be nice. Mm-hmm. And Joyce totally missing that. Cause like, mm-hmm. why would she think anything of that line? Sure, yeah. But that's a really, I thought that was a really good line of like, Oh God, that's really like, Buffy knows she's dying. She doesn't have her whole life ahead of her. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the scene we talked about with Buffy finding out about her death was amazing. All the emotions. So good. Um, yeah, so I had a lot to like. And I didn't remember that, I, that there were so many things in it that I thought were really good. So I am going to go as far as giving it an eight wow, nice. I, yeah because i'm trying to i'm thinking of episodes like i know the episodes that are gonna get a 10 yeah like i already have those in mind <laughs> yeah. I, I know what they are yeah and i think probably there's a bunch that are gonna get some like nines that are like mostly good but don't have that like mm, mm-hmm. little extra oomph. Uh this one it's like i didn't have that much really to complain about i thought yep. it was pretty solid it had great character development like i had feels 8 out of 10. You know, you've
1: almost convinced me to move up to 8 I'm going to stick with a 7, right. but you've almost convinced me. I'll get a 7-5. Okay, okay.
2: <laughs> 8 out of 10, Master Bones. <laughs>
1: master Bones. That sounds dirty. <laughs> dirty.
0: <laughs> dirty. Yeah. Dumbledore girls. Oh, that's yeah. what I was going for. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> me? Dirty? No. Toolbox. Yeah. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hope we can get Scott Patterson to come on our show. Oh,
2: that <laughs> Talk be great? about Buffy. Yeah, be like, <laughs> I know you were in the show, but you got any thoughts on that? <laughs> it was pretty good. I listened to that one this morning. It was nice, nice. <laughs> anyway, um any do we have any final thoughts? You want to plugs? Do some plugs? Yeah,
1: let's do the plugs. So uh as always, you can email us at welcome to Sunnydale Podcast at gmail.com. You can find respond. us we will definitely respond. You can find us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, at Welcome to Sunny. You can tweet at us with all your opinions and questions. We'd love to answer them on the air. Now uh, that
2: I have control of the Twitter.
1: Yep, Liesl will probably respond to you.
2: I'll probably respond. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you can uh, call us. We love phone calls. Even if they're just pity phone calls, we love them. Mm-hmm. You really, It makes our day if you call us. Uh, our phone number is 510 510- four five five two one five five uh yeah give us a ring leave us a voicemail um we'll play it on the air and crack jokes about it Mm -hmm. uh yeah (laughs) and so yeah so what's uh what's going on with you now
2: well i like i touched this piece of wood earlier and i'm not sure i think i might have a splinter but i i can't really tell what how do i how can i know
1: well i mean you you either feel a thing or you don't
0: (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening everybody Bye. (laughs) bye we'll see you next season